Why, hello guys! Today I'm gonna be talking about a cryptid, or is it maybe rather a fearsome critter? Though it is Canadian, not American. <laughs> Nevertheless, this little creature is from Canadian folklore, known as the Ice Gerunk. Now, the Ice Gerunk is a creature that I've been very, very interested in since I was like 10 years old. Back when I was a child in the uh, early 2000s, I was browsing all over the internet on these uh, old school cryptid forums looking for these weird ass creatures nobody ever talks about. I think I can still find a post from Unexplained Mysteries forum where I, as a 12-year-old, was uh, talking about this creature. And why it perplexed me so much is because always, for the past decade and a half, I've been able to just find a little blurb on it and nothing else. However, that has not stopped me from doing a whole one-hour episode about this thing back like two years ago. If you listened to my old episodes, you may be aware that I already covered the Ice Gerunk with my friend Christina the Crescent Hair. This was the first episode I ever made with a guest. And it was so fun, Christina even did her own artwork for the Ice Gerunk, which I'm using for this episode today as well. And the Ice Gerunk is essentially a seal with a wheel on its ass. And I can bet my own ass that you never heard of it. <laughs> when it comes to all of these cryptids, like, I can remember back in the day when I was a child all over these forums in the early 2000s, there were not as many cryptids as we have now. Throughout the years, I have noticed a lot of these cryptids pop up on the internet that were never discussed before. Like, say, the Ozark Howler. It seems to be a very modern, I don't want to say invention, but its presence on the internet is very modern. Or the Appalachian not deer. Even the Snallygaster, I cannot remember that the Snallygaster was ever mentioned on any of these cryptid websites or forums back in the day. But the Ice Gerunk was. And as time has passed and as we have added so many more cryptids to our uh, never-ending bank of weird-ass and probably made-up creatures, the Ice Gerunk remains the same. Only the same little blurb, nothing more about it. That's why it's been intriguing me for so long. Its presence has been there from the early days yet we can't find anything about it. And why am I doing another episode about the Ice Gerunk now is because I finally found more information on it. But before we get to the new revelations I have uncovered, let's talk about what we already know about the Ice Gerunk when you, you know, do a cursive, uh, superficial search of it on the internet. So if you Google this thing, the first website you will get is It's Something Wiki, a wiki dedicated to weird shit that you cannot define. <laughs> and it states that the Ice Gerunk is a cryptid that lives in Canada and Alaska, supposedly a type of land-dwelling eared pinniped. Pinniped is the group of mammals uh, which includes seals and sea lions. Facts about breeding behavior and diet are unknown due to the fact that sightings are extremely rare and that the locals say that this remarkable creature is almost extinct. The Ice Gerunk seems to be an otterid pinniped with a body tapering at the end, but the most remarkable feature of this animal is that it is said to have a fleshy wheel at the end of its body, which it uses for locomotion, meaning moving around. This amazing feature makes the Ice Gerunk one of the most bizarre cryptids on Earth. 
And as you can see, there's not much information here except that it is in Canada and Alaska, a seal with a tapering body that ends not with flippers, not with hind legs, but with a fleshy wheel that it uses to move around. And of course, it will be mentioning breeding, behavior, and diet because cryptozoology wants all of this to be a real animal out there, even though it's said to have a fucking wheel on its ass. <laughs> And if you dig the internet more, you'll find uh, more of this information being repeated over and over again. You're learning nothing new here. Let's say this website, Lore and Order Complete Bestiary. I don't know what it is. It's It seems like some kind of a role-playing online game where they're utilizing real cryptids and creatures of folklore. But it does have an entry for the Ice Gedunk. It says, literally rolling around the icy tundras of Canada and Alaska, these bizarre pinnipeds resemble seals with tapering bodies and fleshy wheels in place of hind limbs, which they use to move at great speeds through the rocky landscape, like a living motorcycle. Unlike other pinnipeds, they spend a minimal amount of time submerged in water. Very little is known about their diet or breeding habits. Again, it's not an animal, it has a wheel on its ass. And natives to the area say that the remarkable creatures are nearly extinct nowadays. And that's about that. If you search the internet, the same old being repeated over and over again, as you can see, people are copying and pasting this breeding habits and diet stuff. So you can track all that back to the same source. A source that wants to paint the picture of this thing being an actual flesh and blood cryptid out there, though it has a wheel on its ass. <laughs> but if you look into the books, this is the only book you will find that has an entry for the Ice Gerank, and it even pops up in Google searches. It is named A Wizard's Bestiary, A Menagerie of Myth, Magic, and Mystery by Abrun Zeli Ravenheart, badass name, and Ash Deckirk. And this is an amazing book. If anybody can get their hands on it, I highly advise you to go seek it out because it has hundreds of these weird-ass creatures that you're never gonna find anywhere else. It has an entry for the Ice Gerank and says, from the area around Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, new bit of information. So, specifically British Columbia. This is a strange species of terrestrial pinniped with small ears and a muscular torso tapering into a slender midsection. Its body terminates in a bizarre rear wheel-like appendage, which provides them locomotion. Unfortunately, locals claim that these creatures are on the verge of extinction. So what we learn new here is that it's actually from British Columbia, which is not too weird because if it's also an Alaskan cryptid, I mean, they border each other. And also, uh, a repeating motif here is that locals state that this thing is almost extinct, which is probably why you can't find it anywhere. It is very, very rare, or maybe even died out. And that's that. For the past two years, ever since I did the episode with Christina, this was all the information I could ever find on the Ice Gerank. It's a seal with a wheel, uses its wheel to zip through the snow, it's almost extinct, and we know nothing about its biology. And in my old episode with Christina, I talked about the potential of animals actually having wheel-like appendages, because there was actually a scientific study, a paper written about that very subject. It was by Michael LaBarbera and was titled Why the Wheels Won't Go, written in 1983. And it's a fascinating, kinda speculative biological piece 
studies about the potential of animals evolving wheel-like appendages and what kind of ecological factors would lead to such a thing. I'd highly suggest seeking it out and reading it, or at least listening to my old episode with Christina. But what I learned from that episode is that apparently dung beetles are one of the only animals which utilize wheels for locomotion, and the wheel is obviously not a part of its body, but rather the, the poop ball that it forms and rolls around. It actually uses the poop ball as a kind of wheel so it can propel itself. So that got me thinking, would the wheel of the ice gedunk be a part of its body, or would it just be grasping stuff from around it, let's say, finding a stone wheel somewhere, grasping it with its hind legs and kind of propelling itself just the way trains do, you know, with those railway systems? Or could it be a living part of its body, but something like a keratinous protrusion, like claws or horns, something in the shape of a wheel that forms during its development? development, and once the animal matures, it just detaches from the fleshy parts that are holding it together and just can be used as a kind of wheel, but then how would it propel itself? Would it be like a wheelbarrow? <laughs> Well, if you search the ice gedunk on the internet, you're gonna find artwork that shows it as kind of a seal with a bulldog's head, but its body looks like an upside-down wheelbarrow. And you'll also find Christina's art <laughs> if you search it on Google. But yeah, guys, the whole reason I'm doing this episode now, again, is because I was finally able to obtain the book that seems to be the first source that ever mentioned the ice gedunk. If you search Google Books for the ice gedunk, you will get this book, but but until now, it was not available to me because I can only read digital stuff. I can't spend a fortune to get a physical copy of a book from all the way in Canada. And the book is titled Tall Tales of British Columbia by Michael Toft. And just like the paper I mentioned prior, which dealt with uh, animals with wheels, this was published in 1983. So you guys know how 1973 was the year of the humanoids. 1983 was the year of speculative animals with wheel-like appendages. I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but I find it very fascinating that this book, which is the original source uh, for any kind of information on the ice gedunk, would come out in January of 1983, and then later, a few months later, somebody else would write a whole scientific paper discussing the potential of animals forming wheel-like appendages, though the paper does not mention the ice gedunk anymore. Anywhere. But nevertheless, this book, Tall Tales of British Columbia, is now available on Scribd's. You can go search it out. It is an amazing read. It is full of these uh, fearsome critter-like uh, creatures from Canadian folklore. There are many similarities with the American ones, but they all have different names and some new characteristics tacked onto them. But nevertheless, in a part of the book that discusses another creature, it starts by saying, there's not too many of those poor things, referring to that other creature. They have such a rough life, I think most of them are killed off. Same as the ice gedunks. They're almost extinct now, the ice gedunks. They're weird-looking animals. They got a small head, something like a... I was going to say deer, but no, it's more like a seal. Small ears, not big ears. You know, like a deer. So it would be more like a seal. I love the way this was written. And per this, it's not necessarily that this thing is a seal, but it's like a deer-like thing that is more similar to a seal, so it's a Pokemon. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an undefined creature that can share a commonality with various different other creatures, as we'll see with what they further state about the ice kerank. And they're fairly heavy in the front quarters like a buffalo, long, slender body, and a tail wheel. No hind legs. I don't know where the heck they stem from. But now, an animal with a wheel? Now let's face it. What do they do when they get a flat? Well, you know, an old fellow told me he'd seen them pull into a service station to get their tire patched. <laughs> and no money, but they would allow the attendant to cut a stake, depending on the size of the patch, off of a hind quarter. What the fuck? You know, off of the off end of him. And hell, I've seen some of them stinking ice kidunks running around with no ass at all. <laughs> and that's... Guys, the information I was never able to find about the Ice Kidunk, but it is so eye-opening. So we know that this is not necessarily a seal. It is an amalgamation of many different animal traits, just like we see with the fearsome critters of lumber lore. But apparently this thing has a wheel and can get a flat wheel like appendage on its ass. And when it does, it goes to a service station asking for people to patch it up. But since it does not have money to pay, it allows people to cut a steak off of its ass as payment. Now, at the very end of the book, there are notes by the author and uh, pertaining to the Ice Kidunk, it states, I can find no close parallels to the Ice Kidunk, although there are tales about animals and fish who present themselves cooked, allow parts to be cut from them, or who unwittingly lose pieces of themselves. And uh, speaking of Pokemon, this reminds me of the Pokemon Farfetch'd, which is actually based on a Japanese legend of a duck who would appear to hungry soldiers bearing a leak and would allow to be cooked by the soldiers sacrificing its own life to save the soldier from starvation. And this seems to be a prevalent motif in worldwide mythology where we have these critters that allow people to eat them as a sacrifice. This is not weird uh, knowing that uh, Inuit people and other First Nations cultures from Alaska and British Columbia and the Northern Territories of Canada often do eat seal meat. And that's that. Uh, it is very eye-opening information that completely changes the perspective of this thing. No, it's not a cryptid, it's more like a fearsome critter because it's a very tongue-in-cheek type of entity that blends in with a human culture as well. I mean, it goes to a service station to have a person patch up its flat tire, and as payment, it allows people to cut a stake out of its ass. Now, because this may be a creature from native folklore of the Inuit peoples or other First Nations tribes in these territories, it is very easy to go down the route of looking for maybe a Native American origin to this thing and looking at the symbology. And the first thing that comes to mind, even when Christina was doing her art, I was thinking she's going to go this route and incorporate the wheel of this thing to be a medicine wheel, which many people may know is a traditional First Nations symbol, but uh, the symbol aspect of it is actually a more modern invention and a cultural appropriation of what used to be an actual architectural construct made out of stone by various different tribes for various different purposes. I can go into the symbology of a medicine wheel, you know, used for healing. Thus, uh, this creature allows people to take a stake out of its wheel so they can eat it, so they can heal themselves. But that whole aspect is actually a cultural appropriation of a very nuanced religious and spiritual 
symbol from various different cultures, which all have various different interpretations of the meaning of the symbol. So guys, I am not going to go into the symbology of the medicine wheel. I'm just going to leave it at that and assume that this thing has nothing to do with the medicine wheel and that it's just a funny tall tale that blends the natural world with the human world and that blends the historical with the modern because we are talking about an animal that has a very modern invention as a part of its anatomy and interacts with people. I mean, going into a service station, a very modern artificial human setting. Maybe there were original traditional stories of the ice kirank that have been changed since then and had these elements tacked onto it by uh, more modern people who are talking about the tales. But all we can go off of is this account from this wonderful book in 1983. So that's that for the ice kirank. I hope I won't be having a need to do even a third episode on this thing. I think this is all the information we're going to get. And until next time, bye-bye, guys. Roll the ending music. 